Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're at on the globe. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. Black home, black build. Hey, it is all about black people over here. Uh, we're in the town of Black Wall Street, you know, where a lot of things happen right here on Black Wall Street here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as we approach our centennial for next year. Uh, 2021. We want you to participate. If we can get away from this coronavirus thing that's going on, so we want you to stay safe, stay clear, and uh, just do what you got to do to take care of your family uh, and friends and stuff like that. So we want you to do that. We got a great show going on today. Pastor Robert Turner of the Historical Vernon AME Church of Black Wall Street is going to be is in the house. And we're going to be talking with him on various different topics and things like that. Meanwhile, Miss Sherry Lasky is here. She's, I'm waiting for her to take her seat. You know, we all got masks and stuff on around here. So we spray down, we clean up. We do what's necessary to keep on going. So that's what we do. How are we doing, ma'am? How are you doing? I'm fine, Mr. Bobby. Yeah, I see you. You got it? I got it. Got it good. Got it good. Hey, Pastor Turner's in the house. Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's good to have him. We're going to have him on in just a minute. We'll have him on, and we're going to be chopping it up, you know, like I said earlier, talking about a lot of different things. You're on KBOB 89.9 FM here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also, Blog Talk Radio, you know, for those of you who are not here in Tulsa, um, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, and all of those different formats. We're located at 1533 North Norfolk. Uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we take donations, and uh, we do a lot of things. You know, we're a radio station, of course, but we're more than just a radio station. We try to serve the community in various different ways. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had a school supply free giveaway to all the the youth and things like that, so we have meetings over here, and uh, we strategize on how we can better our community, you know, so we come together. So this is the voice for the community here in Tulsa. Everybody comes over here and shares their information uh, in reference to uh, economic development, jobs, you name it, uh, spirituality, anything that can help us as a people become better people. So that's what it's all about, moving forward, doing good stuff, being better at what we do. So I encourage each and every one of you to participate in some. Get it, get out and volunteer. Spend you know, some of y'all just sitting around the house. You ain't doing nothing. You're just sitting around uh, watching TV, prices right, and drinking some coffee and stuff like that. You're not out and about uh, doing anything to enhance and help your people. So you could at least volunteer 
a couple of hours ago by Miss Johnson's house. She's 88 years old. She need her yard cut or something like that. Spend two hours, cut a grass. Ladies go in and help her in the kitchen or something like that. Or mentor a kid, you know, a young person, you know, who fatherless, you know, who would need a father figure. Some of you guys can volunteer at least a couple of hours a week. A couple of hours, just volunteer. And while doing you're something. doing those couple of hours, yeah. please, 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 please try to practice social distancing. Yeah, you got to practice have that your too. Mask yeah. On. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Wash your hands. That's part of it before you cut me off. <laughs> but you, she, she's right about that. She's right. Oh she's God. right about that too. You know what I mean? So, you know, social distancing has become a, a thing of, um, wow, it's all technical now. And I don't know when we're going to come from up under it and when all of this is going to pass over, but we're going to be looking forward for that day. I don't think life as we, we've known it is going to be the same. So we're going to take a break and, um, Sherry Lasky's in the house. Pastor Turner's in the house. We're going to take a break. And uh, this is Tulsa's on Wayman Tisdale. Oh, 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 oh,
All right. Hey, welcome back to the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. That was Muhammad Ali, you know, the greatest. In the studio, Pastor Robert Turner. How are we doing there, sir? Doing very well. Doing very well. And Sherry Lasky over there. Everybody's good and stuff. Hope, hope you got your mask on. Mask on. <laughs> yeah, mask on. Sure. You know, she's going to get us on the mask. Right, need some gloves, right. That too. Protect your eyes, the whole nine yards. That's right, that's right. Right, right. Pastor Turner, how you been, man? Uh oh. Been doing fine. Just been doing fine. It's been a minute since you've been up in here. Yes, sir. Too long. You know, and I want to welcome you back. You know, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, because we all know here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Pastor Turner, you're the head pastor of Vernon AME Church in the heart of Black Wall Street. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Right on 307-311 North Greenwood. Yeah. How long you been here, man? Since August 26th of 2017. 17 you got here and so what did you uh, before we talked about it what did you think of Tulsa when you first got here I didn't know much about Tulsa I knew a lot about Black Wall Street um uh, just being a student of history and being from Tuskegee I learned and appreciate and still do appreciate the fact of excellence that our people have exhibited um since we've been in this country and so Tulsa is a perfect example of black excellence that has been manifest since Greenwood was established mm -hmm. back in 1905. So any student of history knows about, you know, the excellence that was Black Wall Street. It was total excellent. It's kind of like a few months ago, I was down in Atlanta, Georgia, and I said, that's the New Day Black Wall Street. Hmm. You know, all those black businesses down there and economic development taking place and just, I mean, it felt good to be able to just walk into a black bookstore, mm -hmm. Absolutely. you know, with just book, black books everywhere, yeah. you know, and, and, um, a lot of culture and stuff like that. So that, that, that was black wall street, wow. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was black wall street. So with a little twist, a little, <laughs> a little different <laughs> a twist now, you know, a whole lot of twists, but, uh, you know, in today's times, but at the same time, when I think about black wall street, I, Man, back in those days, man, they used to dress. Yeah. All the men wore suits and ties, yeah, and the ladies had their hair done and, and fine dresses With and gloves. gloves on, man. And some of them had fine china in their homes. Petticoats and, and all that. Pe yeah, yeah. petticoats. Yeah. That's right. And all of that, a lot of respect was taking place. I mean, you know, it took place. We had movie theaters. We had a Taxi cab services. That's right. We had grocery stores. Fine dining. Fine dining. Hotels. Everything. Everything. And everybody in the country would come to Black Wall Street. That's right. Mm -hmm. O.W. Right. Gurley. That's right. You know. That's right. He uh, helped put that all together back in those days, man. He Great. helped start our church. Yeah, I know. And since you've been in that church, you've had a lot of people come to you, man. I can imagine the traffic, um, the who's who's and who's nots, and yeah. whatever, all different walks of life, people have come to you. And uh, when I saw you down there once before, I think Bloomberg was down yeah, there. He was. You know, he down there. And I've seen Cory Booker. Yeah. Man, you done had everybody down. When they come to town, that's where they come, man. I thought to say in the book of the day. Uh, yeah, they they do. And uh, Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, they they they're here, and uh, because it's impossible to have 
uh, in this day and age, an urban policy for for the African American community and not know about Black Wall Street, you mm-hmm. know, and so you can't do it. You huh? can't do it because right. we did it best here. Mm-hmm. And so, if anyone wants to learn how to do urban policy with the Black community, um, you, Black Wall Street is case study number one. And so, those who are smart uh, find a way to come to Tulsa to mm-hmm. pay homage to that and to you know, help us as we continue to commemorate or seek to find ways of fighting for justice uh, from 1921 Race Massacre. Mm-hmm. So when they come here and they arrive here in Tulsa and come down on Greenwood, what do they tell you? What are some of the things that they say? Are they amazed by what happened? Because, you know, we've got some gentrification that has taken big time, like you said, that has taken place down there with OSU and all of that stuff mm-hmm. down there, OETA and yeah. all of you name it, they took over all of that land. Yeah. What do they say? What do they think about, man? They are shocked <laughs> um, when I share with them that on the original Greenwood Avenue, um, that really, uh, you know, you've been here, you're from Tulsa, the original Greenwood didn't take a curve like it does after you cross OSU sign. It, <laughs> it went straight. <laughs> it went straight. So when I tell people, and it definitely didn't go to a stop sign and take a right. And yeah, take a right, Greenwood. exactly. That's Gap Band Road. Yeah, right. You know, when I tell exactly. people that that's not Greenwood, that's yeah. just some other road that Urban Renewal did. Urban Removal. Oh, Urban Removal did, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, and what, so, so when I tell them that on the original Greenwood stretch, which really uh, goes from that speed limit sign right by the OSU sign back up to the train tracks, um, there's nothing on there that's still black owned, yeah. Except the church that I pastor. Yeah, that's true. That's sad, but true. Greenwood Culture Center is owned yeah, by the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, those buildings right by the overpass owned by the Greenwood Chamber, which mm-hmm. is not all black. Right. I mean, everything on that stretch is owned by somebody besides black black Us. people. So the mm-hmm. only thing that's still owned by all black people. Is a historic Vernon mm-hmm. Church on the original Greenwood Avenue. And you know, I remember that stretch. I walked that stretch when I was a little boy, and I can remember it went all the way down the pine. Mm-hmm. And you had all of these black businesses down there, man. You know, and certain parts of Greenwood, they say don't go down that far down that deep. <laughs> but you know, we would go to the Rex Theater, and you know, my grandfather and them would play pool, it's fans mm-hmm. pool all, and all of that kind of stuff would take place over there on Greenwood. Uh, just good barbecue places mm-hmm. and all of that that would take took place. But Urban Renewal came in, destroyed. Yeah. OSU came and bought up all of that land. That's right. And man, that just really did it, man. It just kind of wiped the history away. Yeah. But the main thing, one of the main things was that overpass that came through there. That killed it. Man, that just that just that just killed it, didn't it? Yeah. It yeah. always kills it. It always. kills it. That overpass when it came through there. And I was gone and I was okay. gone when it was built. But when I came back and I saw that man, my heart just I can't believe they did this. And then they didn't even put an exit ramp to support the business that were on Greenwood. They just bulldozed and went straight through. Yeah. They don't want you to stop through. They don't want you to stop And they through. put the exit ramp on the white side of town. Yeah, right. You know, to help those businesses. Yeah. But you have no exit ramp for Greenwood Avenue. Yeah. That's just like uh, uh, MLK Street. Mm-hmm. It only goes so far, then it stops. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to adjust mm-hmm. that to, in the mm-hmm. white neighborhoods as right. MLK as well. But, you know, Black Wall Street is, uh, we're still there. Yeah. You know, we struggling yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, we need that economic development and those businesses down there. 
uh, need some help. We got to find some ways how to get our people back down there. That's why your show is so important. That's why your show and your legacy with your family and your dad is so important. Well, thank you. You bring voice to our community. You historically, your family has been here. You know intimately the issues. And this radio show, I mean, you really are the voice of the people. And so I thank you for bringing light to that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Because this radio station is designed for us. Mm-hmm. It's not a Bobby Eaton thing. It's yeah. a we thing. That's you know, right. And everybody in the community can come in here no matter what your status is. That's right. I don't look at people's statuses. Mm-hmm. You can be a ter- attorney, a judge, a, a, a elected official, or you can be a homeless person, right. or single parent mom, right. or anything like that. That you know, when you come in here, you're coming in here for the community. Speaking of that homeless community and those that you just mentioned, we after COVID nineteen hit and everybody's in like a shelter in place. We are providing food every day of the week. Yeah, you told me that, man. For anybody who wants a meal, who needs a meal, huh? Anybody who wants a meal, no questions asked. We don't care about personal information. I don't allow, even when the news cameras come, I don't allow them to film people's face. Yeah. Because to me, that's everybody should have their own dignity. Right. And it, it may be me one day, God mm-hmm. forbid, that needs a helping hand. I don't mm-hmm. want my face plastered over somebody. Man, I can understand. I, 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 and so every day, the Lord says we have food. And it's really just what Greenwood always has done. After the massacre, we helped ourselves. You know, we had to provide for ourselves. And so after this disaster, uh, we, we opened up our church doors and thank God for some community partners that have helped. And so we, we encourage anybody. Every day. Every day. Nobody should go. If they, if they go without anything, it shouldn't be food mm-hmm. in Greenwood or in North Tulsa because we're open every day for the people. Yeah, yeah. You can eat here. Yeah. One thing you can do is <laughs> you can find your meal you here in Tulsa and yeah. Black Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to eat. And the, the need is so great. Mm-hmm. We see so many homeless. And now in the past recent days, it hasn't just been homeless. It's been you know, your professional people yeah. who, who because they may have been laid off, I'm talking about like nurses who work for dentists or who, oh, she like, waved her hand. Like, I'm coming tomorrow please, to get something to please, eat because please. I don't feel like cooking. And that, <laughs> I mean, you, you got a lot of things on your plate now. Yeah. Um, we have every, it's cross racial, economic, educational lines. We, we give it, and the food is good. Like, mm-hmm. we, I don't believe in muzzling the ox while they tread the grain. So the volunteers who help serve. Man, I'm going to come down and, and get me a plate. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. In it's fact, like, I yes, can sir. bring you yours if you want. Oh, some. yeah, I man. Bring, bring me one. I'm going to eat it. You know, I'm going to tell my dad, too. Man, they got But Pastor Turner, you said something very, very, very profound that a lot of these food people that are serving food, like you just said, mm-hmm. you don't ask for any name. You don't ask for addresses. You don't mm-hmm. ask for any of that. No. But a lot of the people, a lot of the organizations that receive food from the food bank mm-hmm. here, that's what they have to do. Yeah. And that and that kind of takes away the, the dignity exactly. of that. And I, I mean, to me, they're just like, wow, amazing that your your church is doing that. You're sending it's it's like you're not taking that away from people no. standing in line. Let me get no. your name. Where do you live? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if you get, some places they make you they'll, they'll pray first before they give you food. Mm-hmm. That kind of no. thing. Right. You, and I'm just like, you have no, no idea no. how. Uh, you probably do because you said. But for me, it's just like 
wow. That is just a that is a blessing. It's amazing, man. That is awesome. It's a blessing, like Sherry said, that you're able to even do that. Yeah. You know, to be able to people come in. And what time do you start serving? It depends on the day. So uh, today, on the days today we did it at lunchtime. Lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow it'll be in the evening, like around this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Certain times. Tomorrow, yes, yes. And so, but it's just something, Miss Sherry, uh, that it's just been raised in me. You know, my mom or grandma when they would fix a plate for somebody. I, I I just dropped it off. I didn't right. ask any questions. She had to right. say, "Take this, take this flower down to so and so." That was yeah. a village, you know. Yeah. And I would yeah. do it, you know. Right. I, it's not my job to know why she needs it. Right. Just just take it. And right. So just having that mantra, even when how Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans, went down there and just saw people just suffering and just wanting to help and. There's no questions asked because right. when you're going through a calamity, you the last thing you want to do Hello? is to explain who you are and what you are because but for the grace of God, there go I. Right. I could be needing right. Right. Uh, some assistance and you don't, people should always, people should never lose their dignity in the process of getting some assistance. Right. I just don't believe in that. Right. Some people would rather go without than to lose Hello? their dignity. We'll do with that. Some people will do with that. that. Like, forget it. I don't even want to bother. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, you got to serve. It's all about serving, you know, giving, giving, giving. And when you're able to do that, you feel good. You know, uh, uh, one or two Saturdays ago, when we were passing out those school supplies, it was a lady who drove up and she had three kids in the back seat, you know, and she was in the thing. And so, we said, ma'am, how many kids? She said, three, for three kids. So we just gave her a whole mm. lot of stuff. And she says, thank you, Mr. Eden. And started crying. <laughs> really, she literally started crying. Thank wow. you, Mr. Eden. I just really appreciate what you're wow. doing. I couldn't, I couldn't have bought all this stuff. I couldn't have done it. And kids, thank you, Mr. Eden. Thank yeah. you. Man, I was just so teared up. You. Yeah, man, I was just so touched up. You know, by something like that. And don't you get more of a blessing? Well, in, I, in my case, when I do it, I, I get more satisfaction. Oh, man, I than think, them. Than, uh, really. Because yeah. all they get is a play, but I get a feeling of like, man, I actually helped somebody. I was actually useful. That's what I. That's what it is. You know, in somebody's life today. Like, I took my life mm-hmm. and gave it to somebody else, yeah. you know. Even with all of this going on, that's right. I still, I gave it to somebody because I know God going to take care of you. Amen. You know what Amen. I mean? So at the same time, so when you do stuff like that, you give and you help and you invest in people yes. and, you, and you're not re- really a selfish type minded person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about me, 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 mm-hmm. me, 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 me. It's about we, 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 we. Right. Then you can get some results, man, of satisfaction and peace. And right now it's so needed because oh, man. these people's stimulus checks have not arrived yet. People yeah, they haven't have got on unemployment yet. People are really hurting. It, it This thing has really hurt people and especially in a place like North Tulsa where we already don't have any grocery stores mm-hmm. for people to get fresh it's killing from. Us. So if you, if the only place you can go is Quick Trip is to get to get you something. They making money. Number they one, <laughs> hey, right up here Pine and Peoria, That's right. it's the number one That's Quick right. Trip. And so Number one. people still need nutritious mm-hmm. meals. I found that right. out. And thank God the schools have something for the children, but the elderly, you know, need some assistance also. Right. The children's parents need some assistance right. also. Mm-hmm. And a lot of businesses here in Tulsa shut down at six o'clock. See? Six o'clock, everything is closed down. You just got a few things, maybe like uh, Lowe's, mm-hmm. you know, 
even Home Depot closed down at six. So, and like you said, you only have Quick Trip to go shop to That's go right. grab anything That's or right. something like that, and then fast food drive-throughs or something like that. But that's it's so sad it is very sad so sad you know so i don't know man we gotta overcome this we gotta uh serve our people and yes. and work with each other you that's know right. in a time of crisis because that's what we're called to do that's right you know so if you're not doing your part then shame on you shame on you i mean you gotta get out and go get some food yeah you, <laughs> you can't just stay in the house no. and not eat you can't you know how you gonna you got a woman got three four kids in the house and she gonna just stay off in there no. she gotta get out she and go find something to eat you see, know. that's where the we have to really rethink this whole process because we're supposed to be like a shelter in place type of situation mm-hmm. but people don't people still don't quite understand how this is being spread mm-hmm. and you know we want to say contact and they're, they're trying to say you know, body body fluids, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this air, and when you're speaking, just having a conversation here to here, small microscopic fluids are being transmitted between the two of you. That's right. So people don't quite get the science of it all and can be exposing themselves yep. to the virus and in Tulsa, we really are not. I mean, we have things shut down, but we really aren't shut down and like we're not other prepared. places are. We are so not prepared. We don't have the resources there you go. that resources. we need to fight this disease. And I say that starts from the top, from the White House. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we just don't have it. I, I don't know any person in North Tulsa that, that has been able to get tested. Mm-hmm. We don't have the testing. We don't have the mask. We don't have the gloves. No. We don't have nothing. So, and then we have a high rate of diabetes and asthma right. and all kind of health issues. That's so right. our immune system is a little weaker That's right. than a lot of people. So we don't have all of that. So when something like this comes down, it affects the African American community. Big time. Big time. Because look, we're the ones who are dying. Yes, sir. And we can't afford to have no. death, man, no. amongst our people. Especially no. our black men. They say black men are, are the number, number one. one. If you lose your black man. Brother, hmm. brother, e, you don't know how true you are. I just got information today. Um, somebody's near and dear to me, um, doesn't live in Tulsa. One of my fraternity brothers, he had got contracted with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, my age. You know, and thankfully he's overcome it. But uh, black men are really, and and we're, you know, if you have to go to the grocery store, the male of the house is probably gonna be the one to go. Um, uh, he he got it, he got it. He, he was doing social distancing, but like you said. It's in the air. It's in the air. It's in the air. So no matter where you go, you can run into it. Exactly. One of my. You can run into it. You can touch something. You can just touch a, like like Quick Trip for example. I was talking to them up there, and I said. Wow, all these people coming in and grabbing them handles, grabbing those gas pumps and yeah. things like that. If you don't have gloves or anything on, you can easily just contract, easily. You contract and just like that. Easily, just face. like that. You can have a mask on. If you don't have no gloves on, yeah. you can you can still contract it, yeah. you know. So yeah. if you're touching your face, you know, uh, those workers up there, quick trip. I said, well, you guys don't have masks. Hmm. There are no gloves, and they just working freely up there, but they're young. And that's, you know, a lot of young people feel they like they. Twenty two year old to pass last. Week. Yeah, I know from Quick Trip. Yeah, yeah, I know because of. I mean, you walk in there and you see people 
And, I mean, people are putting themselves at risk. And then when we talk about the health disparities and how these health disparities make your situation worse. Yeah. You know, that that's the part that we are not connecting. You may have a young black male, or you just may have any male that may have had any type of lung issues mm-hmm. and may, necessarily, may not necessarily be asthma or COPD. Let's say you got into a gunfight or someone's doing, this is real. Mm-hmm. And that one, that scar tissue in your lung, that virus can get around there and just like make you feel like you want to die. Or if you just get incarcerated, like there's so many cases of people in jail. Oh, in prison, the prison system. Coronavirus. Right, oh. because they're on top of each other because they're trying to save space. Every day. Yeah. Day. yeah. And now they're it. starting to release them and where are they going to go? That's right. Back and out here. Think about the homeless people who have it, oh, who are walking all around in our communities right. who have who have that disease and yeah. not aware of it and they're not going to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell they anybody anything. They don't have access to the They don't have access. That's yeah. what I was saying about we need resources here in North Tulsa because we have a huge number of homeless oh, man. population. We and do. We, I get it. I get why places are closed, but uh, God kind of put it on my heart to still serve and be a resource. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Same thing. Um, and cause, and I, I consider the work of the body uh, as essential, you know, um, and people still need to eat. Um, and if the liquor store can stay open, Oh my God! I did not well, realize I they were the considered worship. essential. I was just yeah, they're considered exactly. essential. Well, they sell they sell potato chips and peanuts and all that stuff in there, and food, essential. a few little snack products. You know, I don't like essential, yeah. essential. You know, edible items. Wow. A few little, they, I like they please some peanuts. Marijuana man can stay open. stay open. Those marijuana men, those dispensaries are packed yes. full of people every day. And all we time. can't see through that. Yes. You know, we have a hard time. We don't need to get high. <laughs> like the Surgeon General we told you, stop we drinking and smoking. We don't need yeah. to be drinking and smoking <laughs> and all of that. We Blood don't need no more. We need to stay sober minded. Sober minded oh, as much God. as we can. This, this world we live in. We need to stay sober-minded. Yeah. We do. We really do. We don't need to slow down. No, we you don't. You know, chill out. No, you know, we no. got too much work to be do. Alert. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. When we say we don't have the resources here, we have two clinics. One on, we have, <laughs> oh, I mean, major boy. clinics where funds have been, you know, yeah. put funds in your community to build this clinic, but yet the clinic doesn't necessarily serve our exactly. community. You answered your own question. And then right. the one out north, I mean, I drove I drove into the parking well, lot help to you ask, are you doing mm-hmm. COVID testing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You're talking about Tisdale out there? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the county. Tulsa oh, Tulsa County. County, county, county out at the health yes, department they out were there. doing tests, all of these phone calls, and you had to set an appointment. Mm-hmm. You've already can even get to, to, to get a test. Wow. Okay, I was tested, Pastor. Really? I, yeah, exactly. You're the first person I met. Exactly. Well, tell them, really? tell them your story. Really? Well, it was only because the person that worked in the doctor's office, and we have a relationship. Really? And I explained to her what was going on and what I was coming from, okay. and she was like, "Oh yeah, we definitely need to get you tested because I'm a I'm a nurse and oh, I was good. getting ready well, to go on." Well, you should be some... tested anyway. Yeah, yeah but, right. Exactly. But I think about other folks. Not if so I have as a nurse, you don't automatically get tested. Nope. 
Nope. They don't automatically you're not, test if, you know, if you're not experiencing any symptoms, but you're not still, running any They should fever. do that anyway. That you're a nurse. Yeah. You're a nurse. You're yeah. a medical profession. You no, know. No, no, no. no. That unless, is crazy. unless you're exhibiting symptoms it and da 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 da. But when, when I explained to her what I was coming from mm-hmm. and going into, she was like, well, yeah, you probably need to get tested. So the, and, and the clinic was closed. Mm. So the doctor came out. With her jacket on backwards, uh, one of the one of the blue bonnets looking like the cafeteria line yeah, worker, yeah, and her glasses and some gloves. No other protection than that because they had no protection. Oh, she had a little mask, my so that's what they were afraid of. And she was just shaking. I oh, was because I had to do it myself. I had to get my own nasal swap myself. But they haven't given any more tests simply because. They don't have the equipment That's right. to serve the people. My personal doctor, who's African-American, has not, he's ordered tests. So mm-hmm. I call him to get tested, mm-hmm. right? He says, Pastor, I have ordered tests from the supplier. At I am not able mm-hmm. to get them. Right. What kind of sense does that make? They're, they're telling that they're on the they're on back order. So can you imagine all the primary care physicians that are in the Tulsa area that have pretty much shut down their clinics because they do not have the PPE equipment to service their clients? And if that is not a problem with leadership, I don't know what is. If the fact that nurses who are on the front lines cannot just automatically get this, the fact that you have to be exhibiting sickness or illness almost at the point of death before you can get tested is a problem. Right. Like, this is America. This- We're supposed to be the richest country on the face of the earth. And we can't even get a test for one of the most deadly disease we've seen in a hundred years. Wow. I okay. think, I think our healthcare system sucks. It's broken. <laughs> and I just it's, think it's, I mean, really, it's I just think it's, that it, it, is. It, just, it is. Uh, you, got, you got countries like Canada and stuff. They got it going on. Yeah. You know because what I mean? they took the politics fact, and the money out of it. There you go. We need, to change it. It. we need to change it. We need to stop calling it health care. It's hospice care. <laughs> hospice care. <laughs> we only care about you if you're about to die. Exactly. That's we it. just watch you die. Watch you die. Hospice care. If COVID-19 has not taught me anything, it's taught me that we don't have a health care system. We have a hospice care system. But mm-hmm. you're not even getting hospice care. <laughs> I mean, they literally, before it really started hitting home, mm-hmm. what they would do, they would send people would go to the hospital. And they would say stuff like, well, you have pneumonia. We're going to send you home. And you just shelter in place for 14 days. Wow. That was it. At least that with the hospital, they watch you. At least with hospital. Yeah, they'll call if you're Yeah, running. they will. You know, your oxygen level going down. You're getting ready to die. We'll come by and hold your hand on the way out. But that's what I feel like they're doing to our community. They're just watching us die. Yeah. Because until we, can, we can't get tested until we almost about to die. I got to go see a man that mm. obvious. he that's tested positive for pneumonia. And you got to go see him? Yes, tomorrow. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do. Mm. How I'm going well, I'm to I'm do it, but trust me. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. My heart goes. Yeah. It's just like, because this man has all, I'm like, everything could possibly be wrong with him is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And then he just leaves the hospital with pneumonia, a diagnosis of pneumonia. And that's what they. And now you gotta go see. And now I gotta go. I'm a. But you know what? This is a result of decades of tightening your budget, um, trying to lower or get rid of all taxes, uh, cutting cutting rich people's taxes. So now when you have a calamity like this, Mm -hmm. America doesn't have the money. Right. They had to pass a trillion dollar budget 
stimulus bill just to give folks twelve hundred dollar checks. Yeah. But past, in other countries, they give two, three thousand. Past, mm-hmm. let me let me tell in you. Other, in other countries, past, in other countries, past, yeah. Past, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Past, let me tell you. The money is all about the money. It is okay. It That's is it. all about the money. And what's happened? What they do is they pass that trillion dollar um, um, budget, mm-hmm. but. Five hundred thousand dollars of it is five hundred billion billion is going to Fortune five hundred companies, big boys. Three hundred and something is going to small businesses. Yeah, another three hundred. Would you put them together? It's like six, seven, six hundred. You read that on our last show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's going to these entities, and only five hundred and six. Million billion dollars are going to the people. Healthy. So when you put those, when you put it in perspective, it's like we still ain't getting still nothing. Ain't getting the and, companies and, and, and the you state know, if, and for health care, right? And you know what? This stimulus mess. I want you guys not to get so excited over this I'm little, this you, little twelve hundred dollar check. But it's stimulating you them. Know, they right, get right. stimulated. This little twelve hundred dollar check. Everybody waiting. Oh man, I can't they wait till I get stimulated. my check. By time you pay your mortgage or your rent or your you car still note behind. and everything and your bills, you still no, behind. you no. I, I wanna, you can't I wanna, pay your bills. You can I, pay two bills. Two bills. That's it. Exactly. But I want to say something to all the individuals, black or white, who get that check. You cannot say a thing against reparations mm-hmm. from this day forward. Mm-hmm. Because what is this stimulus check? But repair for the damage that COVID nineteen has caused, caused the economy. on right. the economy. Now talk on that right. because you've been an advocate. Okay. Yes, it, you you've been down a city hall. You you down there, yeah, man, with a megaphone, and you yeah. tell them. So reparations, man. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. It's man. basically what we are trying to get in the mail right now: a stimulus check, which is we both agree is not half enough of what it should be, but it is simply atonement or repair from harm or an offense, right? We just celebrated Resurrection Sunday, Easter Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Christians all across the world did. Christians believe, we believe that the blood of Christ, the death of Christ was an atonement for our sins. It it repaired the offense that the sin that we do to God did. That, That atonement was in repair for the damage we caused God. Right, mm-hmm. because right. God is holy, God is righteous, and we right. deal with sin. Mm-hmm. And so that blood of Jesus, Christians believe, atones for or repairs that relationship. It reconciles us back to God. Reparations politically, the same thing. It is an atonement or repair for damage or harm done to a people. Who would disagree? That slavery did not damage or harm hmm. African Americans. Mm. Nobody with yeah. a brain would disagree. Is that a still damaging? Mm-hmm. Who would disagree that the race massacre of 1921 did not harm or damage those people who were killed, those people who lost businesses and trade, who lost churches? Now, who would say that they were not harmed? Nobody with the brain. So if we can agree that the damage has been done, the harm has occurred, the offense mm-hmm. has occurred, why can't especially Christians, so-called Christians, mm-hmm. agree? that reparation should be done. And that's why I say people are just disingenuous and they shouldn't say a word about speaking against reparations if they cash that check from the government because they are receiving 
reparations Reparation from the, the harm that COVID-19 has caused COVID-19. on our economy. So the, That's the, on the economy. So, That's not even on the individual. Exactly. That's not even on the people who died. And so I always tell people that this country never has had a problem with reparations in principle because no. we gave it to the Confederate South. We did. We gave it to the slave owners. They got reparations mm-hmm. when when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But he had slaves too. Exactly. It's a whole. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, right. But all these folks, the British gave reparations to the slave owners. Um, um, we gave reparations to Japanese Americans. Yeah. Germany gave reparations to the Jews, Germany. and all that stuff. Everybody's got it. Everybody. Every, everyone everybody. got and reparations. And I support what they did to Japanese Americans. They should have given reparations. They should have given the Jews reparations for the Holocaust. That was terrible. But the, my issue is, if everybody else can get it, Native American, Native, oh yes, oh, they, they Native American, oh yeah, if everybody else can get it, why can't African Americans? So it, me, it, it it leads it leads me to believe this country does not have a problem with the principle of reparations, only the practice of it as it relates right. to being given to black people. Oh, that's every day, and that's that's proof that positive that America is still a racist nation. It right. is racist. Right. You know, but, but like getting back to what we we're just talking about in this virus, it's obvious that you it's still a racist nation mm-hmm. simply based upon the care, the health disparities that people experience on a day to day. All of a sudden, it's like, ooh, the health disparity. It's been that way. <laughs> this ain't new. Yeah, it's not nothing. This is exactly. not new. Exactly. So now all of a sudden, you see that, and we can no longer let we can no longer sit and let this happen in our nation. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see. It's almost like we still let's wait to see because exactly. we still waiting to see, like you say, get some darn tests. Waiting to see, <laughs> and, and it's such a struggle when we're only fourteen percent of the United States hmm. of America, and you're making That's it almost it. 50% fourteen, of the you know, and exactly. we fighting and struggling and stuff like that, and they put these different things on us like welfare. Are they on welfare? The, we're only fourteen percent of U.S. Exactly. Who's really on welfare? We know who's on welfare. Oh, yeah. people with. Yeah, the number really, one benefactor welfare and affirmative action. Affirmative action. White, white, white women. women. White women. If you go down to Vernon Manor and mm-hmm. and command right now, right Today. now, you're gonna see tons of white females and males uh, living in the projects and things wow. like that over there. You know where it wasn't like that before, mm-hmm. but now you can't go down Peoria without seeing a ton of. Uh, because uh, they closed down people. Sandy Park and they tra- they moved they people moved from up. Sandy Park over, over there. here and moved people here out south. That's yeah, they why did. 51st and Peoria. 61st, yeah, all of mm-hmm. They shipped all Come of on. us over there and yeah. brought them over here. Yeah. It's like, but we're not supposed to see that. Oh, no. You, you just don't suppose and, to have sense enough to do that. And if you do, it's like, oh, no, that's not what we're and doing. And you know, we got, a strong, we got a strong sense of mental health. Yeah. Mental health. Right here in North Tulsa, a lot of people walking these streets. They need help. A lot of these people, a lot of people driving these streets in their right. cars. Right. They need, they need help too. Okay, and it ain't like That's they pull it. Yeah. Your environment runs hard. Your mental health. It does, and you know, and whenever you got a people who are depressed mm-hmm. and oppressed, mm-hmm. and they just don't have any sense of hope. Yes. Man, that's what you get. That's, that's why you can get. tell them anything, and they just keep going because they got to go to work and pay these bills and that's stay right. focused on them bills. When you stay focused on your grind, there is no way for you to participate that's right. in what you're talking about. You know, help if, somebody. If you don't have a grind, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just walking around mm-hmm. these streets. Like a, I see a lot of brothers walking mm-hmm. around the streets. They don't have a grind. They don't have anything. They just kind of like riding bicycles, yeah. you know, hanging out at the car washes. 
uh, just different things like that. And you try to encourage them yeah. and tell them about some good stuff and some programs. I'm always trying to lead a brother to somewhere. Just this past Saturday, I had a couple of drug addicts and alcoholics mm-hmm. stop by here because they wanted to talk to a brother about how, how to clean up. Yeah. You know, and you got to give them the resources because some of them just don't know. They don't. They don't know where to go, who to talk That's to. That's so awesome that you do that because, as you stated, mental health is such a big issue. And unfortunately, our health care system, which I now call hospice care system, <laughs> hospice country, care. It, it doesn't allow for people to be able to see the doctor when they need to. Oh, man. Do, and do you, I mean, do you know how long the average wait time is to see a doctor? Ooh. And now, so what it is, if you have a problem, if you're stressed, it's easy for you to go to the liquor store and buy a fifth of liquor. About a bottle of crown, you go to, doctor, go to your doctor, doctor and, and, get and, and don't even mention a psychiatrist. <laughs> right. It's easy for you to go to the took me to the wheat. I mean to the dope man, yeah, the weed right. man, and the dispensary, all those, yeah. and get you an ounce and right. smoke it. Right. Versus waiting to get to a psychiatrist. Professional. And help. You get some professional. Right. So what we have done now as a community, because we have not had access to healthcare, it's not just enough to have health insurance. You got to have access to access. healthcare. We self-medicated. Mm-hmm. So we drinking. Hey, we smoking. Ain't no need to go down there. I'm going to go ahead and drink I'm a, one yeah. up. Exactly. exactly. And, and men but already don't true. like going to the doctor because I'm from Tuskegee. They did the right. Tuskegee syphilis study. Oh, oh right. for sure. Well, they gave syphilis to black men. And, and why? We, we hadn't forgotten about that and watched them suffer. And the only reason they stopped was when somebody leaked it to the Washington Post. It started in 1932 and ended in 1972 in the very hospital I was born in, in 1982, mm. and infected black men with syphilis and watched them suffer. I remember that. So that's why black men don't like going to the doctor. And they told them that they had bad blood. Mm-hmm. What kind of sense does that make? So we have, as, to your point. One thing, we're not going to go to the doctor. No. No, we don't And do we it. still have mental illness and other mm-hmm. issues, but we self-medicate. That's right. We self-medicate. And we work. And it's not good, we, but it's a fact. And we, even, we work through the pain. Mm-hmm. We, black, a black pain. man will work through the pain. He could be on his job doing some, some labor. Yeah. And something going on with his body, and he won't tell nobody. Nobody. He'll just work through the pain. He'll tell his wife or his significant other. Or but even if they do, or his girlfriend. <laughs> but here's the thing about health care and us, period. Mm-hmm. Not only is it access, but once you even get into the hospital or the doctor's office, you still have to deal with that bracer. Yes, ma'am. And and I mean, I've I've known women that are like doctors themselves, and will have people, you know, tell them certain things. It's like you you what you know doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. If even when you do have the knowledge, like okay. This is what goes on with me, yeah. and this is what's going on with me. Women have lost babies, lose babies in the hospital because you have someone that's biased about absolutely i have i I've talked to several mothers, and one of the things that they share with me, even when they are pregnant yes. Lassiter, they go into their Lassiter. doctor and the before their doctor even asks them about how they're feeling or how the baby is in the womb, they want to talk about. Um, playing parenthood for the future, not having yeah. another child. Like right. they almost don't want our women to even produce children anymore. You know, so you, so what kind of birth control do you want? Or you know, how are you gonna make sure you don't have any more kids? I right. Mean, who has to answer and those type of questions? We Why do. are you pregnant? We do. Why are you pregnant? We do. That's but that is the, but that right there is a part of the disparities and the type of 
care when you're in a hospital. Wow. Or I'm, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm in the hospital. I'm caring for somebody that looks like you. Mm-hmm. And your pain may sound like aggression to this other nurse mm. because you may be mo- you The way you deal with your pain, you moaning and mm, mm. they They don't even want to come see yourself. No. No, wow. no, 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 no. You will see it's, it's a whole new ball game. Mm. Even if you get in there, well, even they're still. Healthcare. You, you, see, health you all my life I had to fight. <laughs> even oh, when you sick in the hospital, right. there's some things you still got to deal with. So unless you have a family member there that's mm-hmm. knowledgeable and is really willing to check them, because yeah. even if you check them, they will call security on you sometimes and have you escorted up out of there if you're too much. That's the way they go, huh? Yeah, so it's it's a fight. It is a, it is a real struggle. This is just the first part that they've talked about. Mm-hmm. So when those people that are in there right now, let's say they have to get a vent and we only have three vents, well, let's see who we're going to put on. What? Yeah, I have to. They say they have priorities, okay? Uh-huh. Hello? See how many people die? We not a priority. Okay. We never been a priority. Ever. They never. Ha- they're supposed to have like a process that we're going to do this, we're going to mm-hmm. do this, based upon this, we'll put this person here, we'll put y'all still now watching the big I'm I'm telling mm. you how wow. these things go down. So That's so crazy. That is. You know, we always got the back end and the brunt and the butt of all of the situations that take place, mm-hmm. we're always on the back end. So when they start know? talking about, they talk about the health, they're saying health disparities. That's why so many black men are dying. Da, 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 da. They're on the ventilator. They're dying. They try to, once you're on a ventilator, they have to try to take you off the ventilator. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either way, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Either way. So they want to wean So you, you can they breathe on your down, own, so you're right? breathing on your own. Mm-hmm. So if you have these other health disparities, Therapy, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to complicate things. Mm-hmm. Well, the odds of him getting off is this, this, this. Well, the odds of this. Well, let's try. And they're talking to families. Wow. So they haven't even they haven't even addressed that. They're st- they're just talking about the disparities. So that's the other kicker behind this. You're not trying to. I'm not trying to put it out there for people like oh they're just trying to kill it. But this is real yeah. talk. It is. This is real talk. It's like, for example, ICU, mm-hmm. um, pediatrics, like pe- pediatrics, ICU, infants and whatnot, neonatals is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. The strongest, they, the highest survival rate for preemies are black females. Mm. The, the largest number of survivors <laughs> coming preemie babies are black females, and that's been documented as such. Yeah. I'm not making this up. I have a friend of mine, she's like, whenever I have to do that rotation, uh-huh. she was like, please let it be a little black girl. Please let it be a black girl. You know, my god sister, she was premature. And she's, a, of course, a black female. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when you think about those odds and you have a, a child, mm-hmm. you know, it costs. The cost of the cost of a child being premature, mm-hmm. you're talking about the hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's not cheap. Mm. That is not cheap. So when you look at, you know, you talk about infant mortality mm-hmm. rates and all Absolutely. of that, and infant mortality rates for our children compared to other kids, that kind of thing. Very high. All of this, all of this plays, all of it has a role. So we can't just say health disparities and blame it on hypertension, diabetes, oh, yeah. obesity, and stuff like that. 
No. Okay. But once you get in there, what are you doing for me? Exactly. So those are the things that we. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on right here, you know, and uh, we need to wake up. That's right. Open up the eyes and look at what's going on because you losing your black brothers. That means the race is going to decrease. That's right. You know, (laughs) think about it. You know, big time. Well, hey, we're on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, we got Pastor Robert Turner in the house, Sherry Lasky here as well. Take a little break, and we're going to come right back. So we want you to kind of stick around. Dial a number, 918-856-3873. Again, that number is 918-856-3873. Talk to Pastor Turner. And uh, we're going to take a break, like I said, and we're going to be right back.
Ralph Johnson, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuning in to KPOB 89.9 on the FM. Black Power. This is the Prince of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Umar Johnson. Whenever I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm listening to The Bobby Eaton Show, 89.9 FM KBOB, for news, information, and critical analysis. The Bobby Eaton Show, that's where Dr. Umar hangs out. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new... KBOB 89.9 FM, Black on Black Community Radio. Ah, uh, yeah, that's KBOB 89.9 here on your FM dial, Blog Talk Radio in the studio. Pastor Turner from the historical uh, Vernon AME Church. He's in here giving up some of these knowledge. So, where do we go from here, man? Where are we at? I mean, what, what point are we at? What do you think we need to start doing to bring about awareness? I think things such as your show are vitally important. Um, I believe another thing that's needed in addition to things like your show is our people need to have a greater appreciation of who they are um, as a people. Uh, That means, you know, learning about your history, uh, appreciating who God made you to be, um, and knowing that we are human and citizens and we are made in the image of god the imago deo and i think far too many of us have resigned ourselves to not just second class treatment but third and fourth class treatment and i think that that's a part that's part and parcel of uh how some of us have a sense of low self-worth um that we just allow things to happen and we're not outraged. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, if put, to, put, to put that into context, if the rest of the country had any of the statistics that we have as a community, it would be a state of emergency all the time. If the country had the same unemployment rate that African-Americans had, it'd be a state of emergency. If the country had the state of incarceration rate that we have, it will be a state of emergency. If the if the country's children average the same test scores that our children average, it will be a state of an emergency. But when you walk around, it seems as though there is no state of emergency for ourselves. And that, to me, is a problem. We should not have to wait for other people to give attention to our crisis. So is a miseducation of our people not having good information and knowledge and knowing what to do and when to do it, you know, because a lot of times, I mean, we just wash our troubles away. We do. We do. And I think that washing our troubles away has, has kind of contributed to us growing numb to our own problems. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense now in America, in the world of people just growing desensitized Mm -hmm. to black suffering. Mm -hmm. So if I see black people or black children, um, who are gone missing or who have been shot or black men killed by the police, that doesn't strike me to the core as it would a white person 
was going missing a shot. Um, we have more sentiment, uh, sensibilities for animals than mm. we do African Americans. Michael wow. Vick got sent to prison right. for two years. Yeah, Michael Vick did. Over right. a dog. Mm-hmm. And George Zimmerman never saw a day in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. For killing a black man in cold blood. We and and and, and uh, the country Betty, I mean, Betty Shelby. Betty Shelby mm-hmm. never saw a day in jail. Right. And so we have grown desensitized to black suffering. And I think that we I, there are certain things, uh, Brother Eden, that I pray I never get used to. And I, I don't want to ever get used to suffering from anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and and I hope I never get used to suffering from my own people seeing it. And so I'm as outraged by what happened here in 1921 as I as I was about what happened in New York City on September 11, 2001. Right. You know, mm-hmm. a, a, to me, I can be just as uh, frustrated or upset about what happened in the World Trade Towers in in 2011 as I am about what happened here in 1921. Yeah, sometimes we uh, want to, in our country, want to forget Yes. about that. Well, that was back then. That was yes. way back. Why are we still talking about that back then? But that back then still exists yes. today. Because airplanes are used to terrorize America in September 11, 2001. But the first time airplanes were used to terrorize Americans mm-hmm. happened right here, May 31st through June 1st of 1921. That's true. And if we can be outraged over what happened on 9-11, if we can be outraged what happened at Pearl Harbor, because that happened right. um, by the Japanese, mm-hmm. why can't we be outraged by what happened here in 1921? Because when you really look at it, it was outright murder. It was outright murder. Out- straight murder, Attempted man. genocide. And mm-hmm. we went to war for what happened in 9-11. We went to to Afghanistan. We went to Iran, Iraq. Iraq. We killed Saddam Hussein and his two sons. That's true. We killed Osama bin Laden. We still over there in Afghanistan yeah. right now. Right. We re- even after that, we are bullies of the world. Man. Even, even after we destroyed them, guess what? We rebuilt Build Afghanistan. That rebuilt that. Right. The people who destroyed the World Trade Towers. We come back. We destroyed them, right? Mm-hmm. We still fighting Al Qaeda. And then we rebuild their, their country. Community. But right. we can't do reparations. We went and bombed Japan in Hiroshima because they dropped the bomb it. in Pearl Harbor. Right. And we said you can't have another military. Right. And guess we did Japan. We rebuilt Real. Japan. Yeah, we did. And our military. Atomic bomb. And mm-hmm. we are their military. Right. But for the very first time, the airplanes are used to terrorize America. Right Happened right here in Greenwood so. on black people. And the airplanes are flown by white folks. One of the airplanes, according to the Ride Commission report, were owned by the Sinclair Oil Company. Sinclair. And we have not seen one person arrested for a crime. Not one check for reparations been sent. And not one rebuilding. If we can rebuild the houses and schools of terrorists, why can't you, why can't you rebuild the houses and schools of your own citizens? citizens? We got a problem with racism in America. And see, your passion, your passion is so different and raw compared to what we normally, you're, you're, I can tell you're not a pastor. You're not from Tulsa as a pastor. I can tell you and Pastor Goss. The first time I heard Pastor Goss, I was like, he's not from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and sometimes the, it takes that, you know. It's the passion because what you're saying, the flip side to that for us has been let's pray and forgive yeah. our trespassers and all of that that goes yeah. along with that and so like you're worked up 
and you're, and you're passionate yeah, about it. I can see it. Yeah, I can feel right. it. But we don't do that. When, when Eric Harris mm-hmm. was murdered in the street, mm-hmm. okay, and you see that video and you see what that insurance man did and said, you're like, well, dang. You do the backstory. You still say, dang. Mm-hmm. But when people were marching in the street, didn't anybody look like me? And wow. I was in Chicago. And that I wasn't here at that time either. That, that speaks volumes. Only person I saw that I, I remember seeing Dr. Williams, Art Williams. Mm-hmm. on. And I'm in Chicago looking at my TV and I see him. But I'm looking at the majority of the crowd. I'm like, where are the people at? You, we should have been an out cause of our culture here in Tulsa. For me personally, at what I see, we... You know, the things that, do, like, we're very, the last time something happened like that is when Tiffany's brother, yeah. okay, they, the, the powers that Terrence be, Crutcher. Yeah, Terrence mm-hmm. Crutcher, they, the powers that be were like, they knew they would be the person, like, people should have been in the streets breaking, this should, that should have been it when Bell, Betty did what she did, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. Well, what happens here in Tulsa, I think people uh, will give a good two, three weeks of protest. Yeah. We'll do that, and then all of a sudden, it just drop off, just mm-hmm. like when the uh, the lady up there at June's Beauty yeah. Supply, we'll protest for just a very brief period, mm-hmm. you know, here, and then we go back to our old ways and our old lifestyles. Now, to me, Pastor Turner, you're a different kind of. Your daddy told me that. You're my daddy. See, my that's why my daddy likes you. See, my daddy, daddy loves you. Me. He said, "Man, you know that Pastor Turner, his message and well, his stuff is different." <laughs> and you know, we got a lot of churches, man, that uh will pacify our people, mm. and all we'll say is, um, "We just gonna, we just gonna turn it over to God." Mm. You know what I mean? But see, they don't realize that God wants you to do some work. That's right. He will W-O-R-K. You know, they That's say right. faith without works That's is right. dead. That's right. You know, so if you ain't doing no work right. and you just up in the pulpit every That's Sunday right. and just talking and jumping around hollering and running around the room because mm-hmm. we're emotional That's people. Right. You know, we're very emotional. That's right. And what are you doing in the community? Yeah. Are you knocking on doors? Are you feeding the homeless That's like right. you're doing yeah. down at Vernon? Yeah. Are you giving back? Can people, are you approachable? Mm. Do I have to make a an appointment to come see you, that's right. you know, and that's what happens in a lot of our churches. You know, if these pastors would unite and get together and get outside of those walls that's of those right. churches and get out into these communities where these younger people can see them doing work, like back in the day when, uh, uh, Chappelle mm-hmm. them and Reverend Webb and Ben Hill mm-hmm. and all these uh, B.S. Roberts yeah. and all these iconic black men That's in right. the community. Right. You could touch them. You could put your hands on them easily, Easy. you know, but we've gotten so much away from that. Yeah. You know, we need to get back to that. That's why when I see a ministry like what you got going on mm-hmm. down at Vernon AME <laughs> Church, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just carrying that toy. You be on that corner down at City yeah. Hall. Yeah, you don't good. care what nobody's yeah. thinking. No. Or what they think about you being on that corner, mm-hmm. and some other pastors would join you mm-hmm. and bring their congregations down there to support the efforts and what you're doing. Yeah. Say, hey, man, we can see some growth That's and right. some stuff taking place and things like that. Well, hey, we got somebody wants to talk on the line right here. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're gonna see yeah. exactly what's going on. Area code five three nine 
646-668-6664. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, everybody. This is Christy. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Christy? Hey, How you doing, Miss Chris? Hey. What's up, ma'am? Hey. Okay. Uh, hey, and hey, Miss hey. I was just, hey, I, I just had to, I was listening, and uh, I just wanted to, uh, to turn a thank you, thank you for the things you are doing in the community, and, um, you know, there's a lot of people who do need to, to eat, <laughs> And, yeah, yeah uh, me, I'm one of them. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things, too, is I really want our people, too, to take this thing seriously because we can talk about disparities all day long, but, but we know right from wrong. And so it's also about educating people, too, about what this virus uh, can do. Um, so it's, it's really important that we are social uh, practicing the social distancing and, and not hanging out, you know, um, with the whole, even if it's two or three people, I think that's too much. It's, it's we have to stay home. Um, and that's the thing, go out for essential things that you need and be careful doing that. Um, there, it was a story of a lady who hadn't went out of her house, but she got COVID. Her husband was doing the shopping. So you have to wipe off your packages and groceries when you bring them home. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people don't know that because they just don't think about it. Um, you see people eating food with their gloves on, you know, touching your mask. So those, you know, people, we need to be educated on how to not cross-contaminate things, um, you know, because a lot of times we just feel protected. It's psychological when you have a mask on and you have gloves on, but you have to have that knowledge about how not to cross-contaminate to keep your family safe. Um, and and one of the things, too, that uh, Bobby was just talking about was, and, and Sherry is talking about um, pastors, and there is, you know, um, really, a, a, there's not a lot of pastors that come with that social justice peace to them, you know, um, here in Tulsa, especially the ones that are from Tulsa. Um, that's hard to get. But um, one of the things I, I want to talk about is I was watching Super Soul Sunday uh, this Sunday, and there was a lady on there, and she said something that just really got to me. And she said, a lot of us, and I'm, and I'm not even going to talk about the past, the past we can you know, the pastors can get in on this too, but um, just talking to the people, a lot of us who, you know, claim to be Christian, you choose the part of Jesus that you want. Mm -hmm. A lot of us just want to choose the healer, mm. right? Because it feels good. It feels good to help others. It feels good you know, and, and, and that's what you do. You, you want to feel that. You want to feel good like you've done something um, yeah. for your soul. But the other part of Jesus, which is one of the most powerful parts to me, is his prophetic truth. Mama. And a lot of people don't want to really touch that one. Because when you talk about Jesus, he was about prophetic truth. Uh -huh. And he challenged thinking. 
He challenged people to change laws. He challenged mindsets. He challenged. He challenged all in prophetic truth. You know, you know, Christy, why are you saying that? That's so true. Because, you know, when you think about Jesus, Jesus had a posse. That's right. (laughs) You know, man, he had his crew with him. His boys was hanging and they were outside of those walls and they was in the streets dealing with prostitutes. Uh, drug addicts, single parent mothers, That's homeless right. people. That's what he was doing, those works. And I think a lot of times the body of Christ has been sliced up into so many pieces. You got all these different denominations and all these different uh, what's the word, what, religious groups and certain pastors have their own concept of you know, like right across the street from me, I got a, I got a church that has drums and keyboards and singing on Sunday morning, but the other church right across the street, they don't do that at all. You know? And so we say, well, who's right? You know, who's right, who's wrong. So, but we got to get out beside those walls or those churches on just on Sunday morning and Wednesday night Bible study and get out here in this community right. and give back something to the community. That's right. Do some W-O-R-K work. That's right. That's right. And, and and that's that that's the rarity that we have in pastors like Pastor Turner, who can be the healer and who can also is rare. That is highly rare. And when you get someone like that, a lot of people want to stay away from him. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. from people like that because they don't have the courage to be that. And it takes courage to be that. And so I just wanted to um, point yeah. that out. Um, and you all stay Thank safe. Thank you for being there, Christy. That's Miss Christy Thank right you. there. Hey. All right. Well, hey, Christy, thanks for calling in. You know, you, you are always welcome to call in and stop by and participate in anything that we got going over here at Eden Media Services. Right. So, hey, we love to hear from you, okay? Thank you. All Thank right. You. Thank you very much. Well, she's so right with that, you know. She is. She's so correct with that information. And I was, as as she was speaking so eloquently, um, and and I was reminded by what you said. You know, sometimes people um, kind of try to hide behind a certain image of of Jesus. They only want the baby Jesus. The baby, right? Uh, Not the baby. <laughs> Jesus in the manger. Jesus in the manger, surrounded uh-huh. by donkeys and chickens uh-huh. right, and cows right. and. <laughs> Get rough. Before I was with you, right? 
Mm-hmm. But now it's about to get rough. When you see them starting to attack the righteous, you Wee. better make sure if you, if you don't have a sword, you better go sit you better in your go shirt and buy, buy one. a sword. You got to be ready to fight. You make sure fight. you have some money to be independent. And to me, that's 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 the word for our community now. It's no longer a time for us to be passive and docile. We need to be oh, we need to be independent wow. and we need to have our own defense because they are persecuting our righteous. Now, I'm still nonviolent. God knows I am. But I, I also believe in the word of God. But it's, if you, if you don't have little, a sword. I can be a little violent. If you don't have a sword, <laughs> but you got to go, go get one. You, know, you better go get one. You, you, better, you better go get That's yeah. what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. You know? wow. So people, that when they quote him, they need to make sure they quote all of him. And but not you're some right. Of and, 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 and in times like this, when they are crucifying the righteous. I mean, we they keep, every leader we have had. They've destroyed they him. Killed. killed. Right. Or, or, or try to 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 when you cut off the head, the body, it's hard for the body to stand. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so we and think about it. Even today, who's our leaders? Who are our? We can say he the man, mm-hmm. he the woman, That's she right. the woman. Who can you say that? That's right. You can't put nobody. You can't really put when they knocked off Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and and Malcolm X mm-hmm. and the, destroyed the Panthers and the SCLC NAACP. Uh, just did away with all them organizations, right. Urban League, and all that. We just kind of fell back That's to right. the you know wayside, and they infiltrated about drugs and mm-hmm. crack and all that into the community because we we don't manufacture no, no drugs, no, no alcohol. We, we ain't got no boats and no planes. No, you know, doing any you know None stuff that. like that. Black people don't. We don't have that. that. But they destroy us with that poison right. that they put in our community. And guess what? The white churches had a gun. They met. Oh, they had the money. But, Smith but, and Wesson. But they want the black churches to be all docile and meek. Well, y'all yeah. don't worry about it. But when, that's control. Oh, that's when, that control. When they had a shooting in Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When that I remember. Was, it, yeah. Somebody sitting on the pool. In there with a gun. Thank you. And I remember. The man. Yeah, I remember. You know, so they already have all the nature. They already got it. You know, and they they make the gun. They make the gun. They manufacture the gun. But when Dylan Roof comes into Mother Emanuel in Charleston, South Carolina, shoot the place up, we all just need to forgive and forgive. They and, took and him to get a hamburger, took, didn't they? Took the man to get took a hamburger. Yeah, see, see, to get him to get a hamburger. Right. He had just committed cold blood murder mm-hmm. in church. But that's that's going back to what you just said, okay? How you know if you if you if you have a shirt and you don't have a sword, you need to go shit right. sell all your stuff and go get your sword. That's right. But like you said, people aren't making those connections. They're still stuck on you know the meat and all of that and how all of that works. And right now we're in a situation like okay, res- everybody's talking about resurrection, happy resurrection. I'm thinking resurrection of your mind, body, right. and soul at this That's point. Right. You know, I That's had right. the opportunity of living overseas for a little while. And these dates, these dates and times and uh, these holidays that we celebrate here in the United States <laughs> are not right. They are not right. This 365 days that we follow over here, which was set up by the Roman Catholics yes, and Constantine yes, the Great sir. and all them, they, those men set those, this yes, date right. stuff for us. Whole you know, the, the, the whole even when I, I met uh, some people from Egypt and mm-hmm. other places and. And I got, they explained to me, they say, Bobby, you guys have seven days a week over there in America. So what does Sunday mean? I couldn't even answer it at the time. What does Monday mean? 
for you. He said, Sunday means Sunday. Hey. And he pointed to the sun. Yeah. Monday means moon day. Mm-hmm. And he kept going down. They kept going down the line. And they said, your people don't even know that. You don't have that. He <laughs> said, they say, they say, the, your Bible says keep the seventh day holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do we? I mean, we college, on, why are we on Sunday? College football. Huh? College football. College football. That's <laughs> I, that's I, we can't wait till the game <laughs> come on. We keep our you know, drunk. so there's a lot of things that we have been uh, misinformed. There are books of the Bible. You know this yeah. yourself, like yeah. the Book of Maccabees yeah. and the Book of Enoch uh, uh, and yeah, all that man. that we don't even practice in our churches. Yeah. That we. Yeah. Our churches don't know nothing about them because we only study out of the 66 books, yes, you know, that, that were given, given to us. That are printed by who? You print your own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we only got 66 books. That's yeah. all we got. <laughs> you know, we didn't get all the rest of the books. We got 66 of them, yeah. you know, and we practice that, you know, and I understand, you know, because I believe in, I believe in Christ, you know, I believe in Jesus, you know, I believe that you know all of that but at the same time we need to gather more information and i know somebody in your listening audience is like what did he get is that in the bible what pastor turned just read that came out of luke the 22nd chapter there you go <laughs> give it to him that's what you ought to know that came out of luke the 22nd chapter you need to read me again the third no i didn't make that up no you didn't make <laughs> luke, the 22nd chapter, you he made that up huh? the 35th through the 38th verse i promise oh, you if you read it you'll be blessed that's a blessing within itself. You Luke know, 22, so. 35, yeah. 38. But it is what it is. And we just got to get through this crisis that we got going on right now. Because I, I just really believe life as we once knew it is never going to be the same. It's over. And so for but these. like Pastor was saying. Yeah. Get your, get your sword. Get yeah. your swords and get, get out and work and, and do what you need to do. And, and that was always, you know, Jesus knew they were coming for him. So he wanted, that was the last resort, right? Because he always says those who live by the sword, die by the sword. But he wants his children to be prepared yeah. for everything. Yeah. yeah, he do. Everything. Everything. Because you know? he, he knew. He exactly. already knew. They about to come kill me. All You know, all great but, men who walk this earth basically kind of know. Mm-hmm. Even so Martin, Martin, Martin Luther King, King he, he knew. knew. He knew. He knew. He said it. You know, my, uh, Malcolm said it. He knew. You know. That's right. I might not get there with you. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. But see, that comes. Yeah. When you know stuff, when you in, you're in tune with you're on a different vibration. Yeah, right? you, 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 it's a whole yeah. nother so wave. You know that, a whole okay, nother electric something wave. Coming. Something's happening. I need to get ready. Yeah. Right. Easy. Yeah. So right. it's, you know, I'm, I'm not well read in the Bible, but there's some things that I've come here knowing. That's right. So that's right. It's just like, and, and there's nothing new for the black church, especially. We've been the most persecuted woo. place in the history of America. Man. As far as persecution, Birmingham, where Fresh Soldier used to pastor, is on record still as being the most bombed church in America. What? In America. Fresh Shuttlesworth. Look them up. And in fact, the, if, in you fly, if you fly into Birmingham, it's called the Shuttlesworth Airport. Fresh Shuttlesworth Airport. Yes. His church, he pastored the most bombed church in America. And we've he, he had his deacons outside of his house like with every day with shotguns uh, because they he knew that they were trying to kill him and 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 they, and they did they what well, they, they 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 didn't kill him but they tried on several attempts because he simply fought for the right for us to vote just mm. something as simple as the right he fought for and they tried to kill him and his church was the most bomb church in america 
the most bombed church, huh? Mm-hmm. And they kept rebuilding. They kept rebuilding. But you know what you just said? He, they were afraid. People are afraid. You still have people here in Tulsa that are afraid to fight because they're afraid for their job. Yep. They will not stand with you. They they don't want to associate with you. I can't get out and do that because I might lose my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, it's 19, it's, it's not 19, no. it's 2019. How could you possibly think That's that? So but, I mean, it's it's still alive and people, people, people unbelievable. And, 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 and it makes us look like cowards. Compared it does, to the generation, exactly. you know, that's gone before us, that they have to live under threat of their houses being bombed, churches being bombed, and we're afraid of losing our job. Got more education than they did. Okay. Exactly. And you're afraid of losing one job, and you have folks who sacrifice much more, and they will sacrifice, and they will be, in, and they were willing to sacrifice their lives. Mm-hmm. You worried about losing your corner office. Right. You're, you're and you wouldn't have that corner office if somebody 25, 30 years beforehand was not willing to risk their life. And see, I work, I have a friend of mine. She works for the Department of Justice, and we were on a Zoom conference with a group of us. We were celebrating our 37 years or whatever. But anyway, we asked her, what is going on in the White House? And that's what she said. A lot of people are afraid to speak up because they do not want to lose their job. That's why they do. That's why we see a lot of what we're witnessing right now. And that's, that is so unfortunate because if we haven't realized by now um, what can white folks do to us they had not already done. They've done everything. What is it? What else? What, what else can they do? I mean, anything. What, they going to kill us? And we, you only they already one. killed us now. They, they raped our women, molested our boys, oh, murdered our men, burned down our churches and schools, mm-hmm. taking our homes. What else can they do to us they hadn't already done? They've done everything. So why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to have now, this is supposed to be the most educated generation of black folk ever. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, you're afraid of losing a job. Mm-hmm. And now you got vehicles. You can you can drive somewhere else. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you can drive. You You know you got vehicles now. Yeah, you back in there, you had yeah. to walk to work. I get that. Right. Yeah. Now you can drive Oklahoma City. Right. Working so yeah, cross cross the borderline while we can. Yeah, go to Texas oh, state. That's true. What you afraid of? No, what you afraid of? Wow. Well, hey, we're gonna take a little break, and we're gonna come right back, Pastor Turner. From the historical Vernon AME Church is in the house here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk. You know, black on black community radio. I'm gonna say community radio. Yeah. This radio station is for you. We tell our stories our way. You know, we hear every every day of the week. We got so many different shows going on. Uh, I just can't, man. All right, we're gonna be right back. So stick around. Oh, oh, oh. 
What you got to do is give the people what they want. You know, the people want a whole lot. So you're on KBOB 89.9 FM here in the heart of Tulsa. And in the studio, hey, we got Pastor Turner of the historical Vernon AME Church, Sherry Lasky, my co-host. And we've been sharing a lot of pertinent information, a lot of good information. Hey, y'all start tuning in us, you know. we need your support over here. 1533 North Norfolk. We take donations. We take all kinds of stuff uh, over here to help us. We got a, a youth program over here, the Juice Radio Show. A uh, bunch of young people come on every Thursday night. They uh, do their show. And uh, they're headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. So me, Ramal, and my business associate, Dean Finley, and my son, Trey, and Sherry Lasky and Sansa Ray and all of us are over here at Eaton Media Services. I mean, we got a bunch of shows going on. We do. I want to give a shout out to Edurek with Charles Harper and Damali Wilson, you know, also Charity Marcus, Tyrants Billingsley with the uh, Business Hustle. And uh, we got a lot more. Prima Donna, she's got a woman's show. So, hey, this goes on and on and on and on you know, in the community. So support us. We need your support. All right. Oh, well, we're back. Pastor Turner, we've been talking about a host different topics and subjects and stuff. So my question I always ask is where can we, where are we mostly wounded? Where are we wounded? Where's that wound in our community that we need to work on first? You know, that wound. Mm, I would, um, what would you say? I would say our our unity and our faith. Um, similar to some points that you've already raised, um, as a community, we are not half as unified as we ought to be. Um, we, as far as a people, do not support each other. And this is sad to admit in the home of Black Wall Street, where our dollar circulated 
uh, hundreds of times before it left in 1921, whereas now it circulates once and stays in our community 30 minutes. That's mm-hmm. long enough for a haircut. And I think that our unity, and I think that our, uh, as I stated earlier, our, our sense of self-worth coupled with our mm-hmm. faith, uh, our moral standards have just yeah really gone down. It has, huh? And why is that? You know what I think? You know, I think my dad and his generation, they they were the soldiers. Yeah. You know, they were really the soldiers. And when we, when we came along, we we dropped the ball. Yeah. My generation, we dropped the ball and didn't pass that information on down. We got to the point to where now we don't have to sleep in the same room with That's brothers right. and sisters, and and we can do this, you know, and we can. We can. We got air conditioned now, right. AC. You know what I mean. And some programs came right. in, and they bought our leaders. That's you right. know, shut shut our leaders up. That's right. You know, so now we got freedom. That's right. You know, and we didn't pass that history and that culture on down. We did. And they and so our, now our generation, they don't know a lot of information. One, I love talking to older people, and one of the things that one of my Pastor in Birmingham said one of his members told him that we have a problem in our community so bad that we don't even know how to do wrong right anymore. Yeah, <laughs> wrong right. We can't even do wrong right anymore. Wow. And you can take that however you want to take it. But back in the people have always drunk and and smoked. But back in the day, men who drank they did it on Friday night after they got paid. After something. they got paid. Yeah, right. Go out and drink. Yeah. These guys getting drunk and high every day, all day. We can't even do wrong, right? No. First of all, you shouldn't do it, but if you do it, you, you got, man, there, are, there are rules to this stuff. Man, that liquor store open up at nine o'clock. It'd be three and four, five guys out there waiting, waiting for and, it to and open I, up. And I know the systemic racism that put crack in our community and that puts liquor stores, but we make a choice every day. Yeah. We go and we buy that stuff. Yeah, we do. And we got a generation now that's not like your father's and your father's father, where even the folk who do wrong don't even do it right. That's true. They don't even do the wrong right. We huh? can't even do wrong right now. <laughs> Our morality has sucked so low. Man, we forgot how to do wrong. That's true. And that's because we don't teach discretion. <laughs> we don't I mean, teach, period. We don't, we don't teach that's people. Right. Dis- I mean, and some people don't even know what the word means to be discreet. With yeah. what you're doing, you, well, you know people are gonna do wrong no matter what. Yeah, but you don't but, have to do your wrong and put it on faith. Yeah, but you know right. if you're a parent, right. if you're a that's parent, right. if that's you're a parent right. like you just said about discretion, and you don't know what is, don't know what discretion is. Discretion even is yourself. <laughs> how you gonna teach your kids? But we live you know? in a we live in a society where all there are no rules, and mm-hmm. this is where we're moving to. Man, this is what we're. I mean, you can do Everybody whatever, out be in the whatever, open with everything. everything. Yeah. Everything, Everything is open. And nothing is new under the sun. None of this stuff is new. No, the it's only not. difference is we don't even know how to do wrong anymore. We, no, we can't do wrong right. Can't do it. No discretion. You know, and the thing, you know, and it's like now it's role reversal mm-hmm. starting to take place in the home. Because see, what I'm feeling is a lot of black people, males and female, black males and females, don't really love each other anymore. What happened to that love and that, those relationships? They got relationships, but do they practice the love in oh, the man. relationship? 
Absolutely not. It don't. I mean, it's kind of like it's almost like it's dysfunctional. It is dysfunctional. It's like love. You can go outside of your love, outside of your home, and love everybody else that does not look like your mama. Uh huh. But you don't have the respect for the person Person that that brought you you into this world because society and everywhere you go. She's this, she's yeah. that, she's that. So if she's this and that, why would I want her? That's right. Right, so, exactly. So just to answer your question, uh, morality, we, we, our, our morals have talked to all time low. Our unity, we, we don't support each other. No, we don't. And, 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 and our sense of self-worth mm-hmm. is just an, terrible. Well, you can't get us to rub two nickels together no more. No. You know, and there are African-Americans who have finances that can really impact the community exactly. and do stuff. You got some, everybody ain't just broke. But they'll go choose somebody else before they choose a black person. That's true. Right. They'll go work with someone else. Oh, yeah. You know, they won't get together and say, hey, man, let's, let's open up a cleaner zone, a corner over here. Let's open up a grocery store over here. Let's do, let's open up these businesses. Let's, let's get our young per- people involved. They won't do it. It won't happen. It won't happen because we have those myths well, if you open up something in North Tulsa, they're just going to break in and steal you. That's the first thing. That's the first say. thing. They say, you you can't have nothing in North Tulsa. They're going to, you know. And I don't want to make it seem like we're the only place that has that because the morality of this country right. has that. It's, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The, 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 that is the norm. We don't yeah. have this country, this world, the value system and the morality, it is just anything goes. I bet you say But it. I think it's more like a, a, the West Mm. mindset because when you go to other parts of the You're country, right. other parts of You're the right. world, they, I mean, everybody wants to look for, look to America. Mm-hmm. And you find the younger generations in those places outside of the U.S. idolizing and watching what they see and get their information from yeah. the U.S. But in other countries, you know, where you don't have that problem, they cut it out. That's right. They don't let people see it. They talk about it. no, no, no. You're not gonna do that. We, we're not gonna I, do that. I think we're faced with a lot of propaganda and stuff here in this country, and we're fabricated. This is America's like a to other countries like a big Hollywood. Yeah, you know that's it's what it game. is. It's like a big Hollywood. People from other countries look it's like wow, mm-hmm. look at America, but they don't understand. We got the highest tax rates. We got the most incarcerated people here mm-hmm. in this country. We got all kinds of stuff here in this country. But on our communication systems, when it comes to media, we're going to portray ourselves as the best. That's right. right. We are the bullies of the world. We will go to little bitty countries and we'll blow them up and fight them and all that. But we ain't going to challenge and like China. Both sides yeah. Guns. Huh? Sell both sides and sell guns. both sides guns. We ain't gonna challenge China no. and Russia and then we ain't gonna be fighting them, but we're gonna go to little Iraq and, and, and Afghanistan. We're gonna bully them, oh, big time. you know, and just tell them what to do and how we're to do. We're afraid of North Korea now. Yeah, we're afraid of them. <laughs> but when you yeah. talk about the Middle East, yeah, Middle Eastern countries like Iran and Iraq. I call it Northeast Africa, by the way. Yeah, yeah that, that's North what it is. North Africa. Africa. That's what Africa, Europeans call they it. They call it the Middle East. It's Africa. But guess what? You know you know our cousins over there that are ruling everything, and that's Sadia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you want to get real. Our cousins over there are what's preventing, you know, they, they sit back in the cut. <laughs> they sit back in the cut and watch Iran, Iraq, yeah. Yemen, they cause their brothers. That's right. Okay. That's right. And get, watch them get decimated. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. But they continue to feed us what we want. We continue to feed them what they want. No one ever messes with Sadia. Mm. No one. 
one. Wow. The U.S. will go and tap into Iran, but Iraq, that, Yemen. But they ain't, they ain't fact, no the one is touching Saudi. The pilots who were on the planes that hit 9-11 from Saudi. Saudi Arabia. There you go. Those stairs from Saudi, they didn't get touched. Nope. nope. Still to this day, they and they touched. will not get touched because of why? From George Bush on back That's and right. all of them. Why you think gas is a dollar thirty five today? Because they like, because they like, we threw in all this. We mm-hmm. have this oil. All this how powerful we are. We yeah, gonna, I'm gonna prove it. We're gonna add on top of COVID nineteen for your economic distress. <laughs> right. Okay. You, you're not making any money. No. Four, you go from four, four plus dollars a gallon of gas. But I, I, I'm not shedding any tears for these oil. Folks. No, I'm not. I'm going. I'm laughing I, at the I'm gas. So I'm thanking Jesus all day. All <laughs> I'm already on. Got the most. Countries regulate what's coming in and out of their airspace. I love Cuba because Cuba's like we don't want any of your commercialism in our country. Here, I know. American stuff even, come up mm, in there. Mm, mm, that westernized they, lifestyle. Not at all. None of that. Because no. you still you take over a person. There. No, we're not doing that over here. No. This is what we do. Because they see so, how morally bankrupt. Thank you. Know, you. And America oh, do. has always been, in my opinion, since they signed the Declaration of Independence, uh, morally bankrupt. But we used to do a better job of hiding it that, as we, than we do now. It's just and I was running my marathon, and people were asking, I'm going to tell them. I would say, no Trump, no Trump, no like the halfway part, it was on the run, walk, walk, run, walk. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Lord, just let me make it to the end. That's right. 